how cold the air can be, how he can be lost so quickly through the window of opportunity, just like a draft in the night. See how words can twist and hands can ring like phones inside empty homes when nobody's there to hear. Hi, everybody. This is Richard Sachs. This is Lost Arts Radio. It's nice to see you guys again. A lot happening in the world, as you know, if you've looked around. And one of the main things is an issue that we wanted to get a guest to return to the Lost Arts show who was on, I think it was two or three years ago, and it was Joy Garner from the Control Group. And I thought it was really important then and more so now because one of many urgent issues that's coming up is control of people's activities and movements and uh, being able to have special privileges like go anywhere, eat food, use the bank, you know, go to school and think travel, stuff like that, based on the status of whether you've had all the uh, required vaccines of the moment. And their indications are that there could be a lot of them required periodically, you know, maybe getting more and more And it's all based on this pandemic that we're in the middle of, this terrifying pandemic that's all based on the PCR uh, test results that the inventor said can't test for uh, diagnosing anything. But that's the basis of the whole thing. And as the expected requirement of vaccines approaches, the control group is doing this incredible job of uh, putting data together, which they've pretty much already finished, and turning that into a legal action to prevent you from having your life controlled based on your vaccine status. And we'll get more detailed information of that uh, from Joy, and we've got a lot to go over in a short time. So pay attention. This will be really relevant for everybody's life in the very near future. So welcome, Joy, and thanks for being here. I appreciate it very much. Thanks for having me, Richard. Um, So, yeah, the control group you were mentioning, Mm -hmm. I was on your show a while back, and that's when we were putting the word out for uh, true controls, entirely unvaccinated people, uh, to please go to our website and fill out the uh, survey and send it to us so that we could put together a database. And the, uh, the database was on what subject for people that have never the health, heard about this? The health outcomes of entirely unvaccinated people. Versus vaccinated. Well, no, we did not study vaccinated. The fact is that nine, oh, 99.74% of Americans of all ages are have had some exposure to vaccines. So okay. if you look at the national uh, health statistics, that is an almost perfectly accurate picture of what happens to a herd of people when nine over 99% of them have been exposed to this particular class of product, regardless of the level of that exposure. If they've had okay. any exposure, this is what their health looks like as a group. So and that data you already had, and you only had to put the unvaccinated. Yeah, we, we, all of the national health statistics... Uh, and the fact that over 99% of Americans have been exposed to 
this class of product is all a matter of public record. Okay. It's all judicially noticeable. It goes into our case as established facts of the case that are not subject to dispute. Uh, so, so what we needed to create was that, that uh, missing database um, because the scientific method actually requires an control group that's not been exposed. And uh, so even though there are dwindling species, there still was, to, to our early estimations, we thought it was about 3 million. We've now run all the calculations. It's just over 800,000 left in the United States uh, of all ages. Uh, out of 370 million or so. That's the total. I'm sorry, what, what was that? Out of 370 million or so total. Yeah, population. we don't, we, we were calculating the U.S. population at the published rates, which okay. are 340-ish okay. Okay. million. All right. um, so, what, you know, how many people, we're not going to go in down those roads, like for court. We're just going with what we can absolutely substantiate and prove. So we uh, based our calculations of what remains of this uh, entirely unexposed control group throughout the United States. We based those calculations on published documents from the CDC. Uh, they, Although they have done lots of studies on why people hesitate to get vaccinated okay. or refuse to take vaccines, they've never actually stopped while they're talking to these people and asked them what their health is like. Uh, so that's that's really interesting. They don't want to know. They already know. That's why they don't ask. Um, so we we fill we we filled this gap uh, of sci- missing scientific data because without this data, without math, without numbers and math, you don't have science. And they're trying to tell us that there's some way to have science without data and math. And we don't agree with them. And so we we conducted this not for the purpose of getting published in a pharma-funded rag mag, which people refer to falsely as medical journals, but because we know they would never publish this, no matter how valid it was. What we did instead was go towards the collection of this data with the idea that this is evidence that we intend to use in a lawsuit. There were so many other anecdotal studies out there, and everyone in their own personal life can see the damage. I mean, this is reaching us all. Mm-hmm. We know what's going on here. People are pretending they don't know because some some of them make a living at injecting people, and so they don't they want to pretend this isn't what's going on. But we all know here four major facts that are undeniable: over ninety nine percent of the population has been injected with something that is known to permanently alter their immune system. Mm-hmm. Fact number two. of Americans over the age of 18 are now suffering immune disorders. And when I say immune disorders, that's all clumped together under chronic conditions. 48% rate of heart disease in Americans over the age of 18 now. Now, when I say Americans, I mean vaccinated Americans. Mm -hmm, We we couldn't find a single uh, heart disease in the entirely unvaccinated adults that we surveyed. So we're talking about not just... Mm -hmm. Heart disease, by the way, is actually an immune disorder. 
something they've known for over 30 years and have been lying to us about. But now it's undeniable and it's coming out in even the published literature. You can Google it, immune system, heart disease. And you can see right there, heart disease is not a degenerative uh, disease based on what you're eating. Although I'm sure if you're not eating right, it doesn't help. Uh, From what I can see from these numbers, number one cause of heart disease in America today is exposure to vaccines. Same with diabetes. We couldn't find a single diabetic adult or child in the entirely unvaccinated. Now, that's not to say vaccines are the only possible cause of these things. Mm -hmm. We have a very robust sample here, but we did not survey 100%. Right. But what based on the numbers that we did survey, we can determine very, very accurately that were we to survey 100 percent of all entirely unexposed, unvaccinated people in the United States, their rate of heart disease would have to be well below 0.01 percent. Same with diabetes. That one would have to probably be even lower based on the number of people that we did survey that didn't have it. Mm-hmm. So and this is all just mathematics. And when you when you get before we show the graphs, I'm going to let your audience know, hang on there because you're going to get to see the actual graphs. But before you do, I want to let you know the accuracy level here. Basically, the p-values that uh, scientists rely on for causal analysis um, they can be, they can be for, for layman's language, they can be translated to odds. So if you were in a, a, a trial for murder and it was based on forensics, they would determine uh, basically the guy's alibi must be a lie because based on the uh, forensic uh, evidence, there's only a one in 100,000 uh, chance that it wasn't him at the scene. Mm-hmm. And he's lying and saying he wasn't at the scene. And so that's kind of how they get a conviction. Now, that's the next step up uh, for reliability uh, analysis or causal analysis is at about one in 100,000. That's kind of the... um, Kind of a general standard. It's been published in uh, uh, articles for the president, the office of the president, for for how to handle criminal justice. Those are kind of the numbers they rely on. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, uh, what I did is I found that CERN, the the uh, world's largest particle collider, phys- world's largest physics lab, their um, uh, standard is much much higher because they're trying to prove the existence of theoretical particles. So for speaking of causal, whether or not this caused the the thing that we saw, and this must mean that this theoretical particle exists, Mm -hmm. these are the highest standards in the world in any scientific branch. And they are about one in uh, 3.5 million. Okay, those are the odds they go by to say, yeah, we've proved the existence of this particle. So, or this phenomenon, you know, would not have occurred uh, unless uh, the the particle exists. Mm-hmm. So we are exponentially more reliable than that in this study. Uh, we're in the sextavillion. That's eighty two zeros odds. One in eighty over eighty four thousand sextavillion 
um, that vaccines are innocent. <laughs> okay, when it comes to these health outcomes. And this is all the p-values based on the number that we sampled. Based, It's all very mathematical. It's all explained in the full reports. All of the full reports are available at thecontrolgroup.org and also at the legal website, uh, informedconsentdefense.org, where you can also see our legal filings. Um, I think I want to start with just... One graph here, um, if we can screen share that uh, yeah. first graph. Let me ask, ask you a quick question about the website okay. address, because I thought I had successfully gone there by typing in thecontrolgroup.com. Is, not, is that not no, right? No, it's .org. It's .org. Okay. Got it. Okay. And so um, <laughs> now when I say sex to Lavillian, uh in the so you're look what you're looking at here is a graph showing under the age of 18. Now, we went with the most conservative number we could even find that was recent on how many children are suffering chronic conditions. And we've got a reliable one that, that we know the court will take judicial notice of that shows a rate of 27% of our children are suffering chronic conditions. Now, mind you, this 27% includes the stuff that's nasty. We're talking diabetes, epilepsy, serious problems, um, uh, psoriasis, life-threatening uh, allergies, all these indicators that these kids' immune systems are shut to hell. Because all of these conditions, you can trace diabetes is now admitted it's an immune disorder. Epilepsy, they've now admitted, oh, yeah, it's the immune system attack, even thyroid problems. They're admitting, yeah, that's a, and, and, and while they're admitting that all this stuff is the byproduct of a dysfunctional immune system, an injured and dysfunctional immune system, all of these so-called scientists plead the fifth when it comes to acknowledging what might be causing them. That no, nobody's willing to look. Well, they're all pharma funded, so not one of them will look at the possibility that something everyone's being injected with that is designed to alter your immune system might be altering everyone's immune systems. It's it's very frustrating. And it's, and, and the orange columns are all from the CDC website. Orange is right? for the vaccine exposed population in the United States. These and that's are for children CDC. under the age of eighteen. Okay, so, from, from the CDC site. Yeah. Now, the true figure right now actually does look like it's closer to 54%. And that's because if you include obesity, and, and I'm talking obesity, you're up over 50% easy. And now, most recently, mm-hmm. they're admitting that all these obese kids, this explosion of obesity, it's not just because they're eating too many ho-hos and watching too much TV. It's because their immune systems are destroyed and are attacking their regulating systems. So these poor kids are starving to death, even though they're fat. They, it's not a matter of willpower. Their body is telling them that they're going to die if they don't eat another chicken and another ho-ho. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, it's out of their control. These children are being destroyed. They're being injured. The American population is being decimated right now by these vaccines. Okay, so um, I'm sorry. I'm I'm, I'm, this is so upsetting to me and so urgent, <laughs> urgent. 
and it's hard for me to sleep at night knowing what's happening to this country right now. Yeah. Um, and, and that's why I'm the driving force behind this this lawsuit. I mean, this was my goal. Remember I told you right. when I first talked to you? Well, and, I'm going to get this into federal court somehow. And, and somehow Joy, I got a legal team and we're doing it. When, okay. when I, Joy, when I interrupt you, I'm not trying to be obnoxious. I, oh, no, I know If that. I find something that you know, would be good to clarify. Okay. And I'm going to try to interject that question. Yeah, go ahead. That's all. I mean, I've been doing that, so I'm just apologizing. Yeah, okay. Did you have something you wanted to? No, I'll, I'll keep doing that as you go along. Okay. All right. So um, now if you look over to the right of the 27% for children, which we know is much higher now, um, and just below that, you'll see 5.97% of unvaccinated now, I want to make sure everyone understands that that's qualified. That 5.97% that has health problems, the majority of them were the ones that were exposed to uh, the vitamin K shot at birth. Okay? So if you're unvaccinated but your kid was exposed to the vitamin K shot and or a maternal vaccine, uh, they're running a higher risk but nowhere near the national average. Right, right. Now, if you look at the little slice down here below that's blue, that correlates over here as a subset. So within that subset group, there's only a 2.25% risk of any kind of uh, condition for children. So to my understanding of logic and science, that would mean that uh, that 2.25% problems in, in that subgroup, th- that's what results from all other possible causes. Mm-hmm. You see? So if you just avoid the vaccines and the K-shot, your child's risk of being um, having some kind of health problem automatically drops all the way down to 2.25%. And, and, and because I'm intimately involved with the details of these, these, these people, what I also notice is the types of conditions that are present, present in those that have had zero exposure to any of these pharmaceuticals tend to be mild. Right. Like I said, there's not a single case of cancer, epilepsy, you know, the serious stuff. There's not a single case of autism or, you know, the kind of the, the really scary stuff. Yeah, so, it's so the amazing. Types of health problems that they have are very mild. Right. I, I want people to understand that when you say the vitamin K shot increases the damage, it's not yeah, it's just not just a vitamin. That's the whole point. It's yeah. full of uh, aluminum adjuvant, which triggers your immune system. And yeah. I did some deep research on this, and I discovered there's absolutely the first excuse. I was looking everywhere, like why do they put aluminum in the K shot? Like why? What is it? What, what is their claim as to why it needs to be in the vitamin K shot? And you know what I found? Oh, it balances the pH. But then I, I looked up the true pH of pure vitamin K. And if anything, the addition of the aluminum worsens the pH balance as and something you would introduce into the bloodstream. So yeah. it's actually not helping balance the pH. So it's, 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 it's a big scam. Anyway, yeah. the, the aluminum is extremely dangerous. Now, if you look down at the subset of uh, chronic conditions uh, in the yellow over here, I'm spinning my little thing around it. 
that's for the subset group who ha- who had a 100% rate of exposure to the vitamin K shot and or maternal vaccines. And within that smaller subset group, the risk of having uh, some sort of health condition is actually 13.32%. Um, it's, it's pretty clear what's going on here. So when you drop down, if we can scroll down this just a little bit so I can show kind of the um, risk factor within uh, the subset. Oh, perfect, right there. So now when you look at multiple conditions, um, this again, the 6.66%, that's, again, uh, actually an, uh, kind of a stale number, but it's something we knew the court would take judicial notice of, and we didn't need the, the more dramatic numbers because of the p-values that were already being created with these disparities. We're, we're, we're already proving our point beyond any shadow of a doubt. I mean, it, uh, but if you look at the subset, now this is where it gets really miraculous. The, the, 94, uh, the 0.94% risk factor for multiple conditions in the unvaccinated. Uh, when you get down to the blue at the bottom here, the ones that were not exposed to vitamin K or the or, or the maternal vaccines, they're sporting a 0.12% risk of having multiple chronic, any more than one condition. And um, so it's, it, it, it's, it's pretty clear. All right, um, let's move on to the next one because the one on the adults is even more crazy dramatic in, in terms of the disparity. So, so again, the 60% here, that's a stale number, but one that we knew the court would take judicial notice of because of these citations and the absolute reliability of them that is unquestionable, it's irrefutable. Um, however, more recent uh, numbers are showing that this this trajectory is probably already gone up past 70% now by, by the end of 2020. Um, God only knows what's going to happen in by the end of 2021 with the COVID vaccines <laughs> adding to the, the fray here. Um, and, and this is where it's really dramatic when you think about adults. Okay. Because we were getting those adults in the study that have never had any exposure. The mass, uh, vast majority of adults that have avoided vaccines um, are are also have never had exposure to the K shot at birth. Very few adults who um, are unvaccinated have been exposed to the vitamin K shot at birth or the maternal. As a matter of fact, we only had one adult, one person over the age of eighteen who reported that their mother had been vaccinated during the pregnancy, which is such a, a bizarre thing. I'll, maybe another show I'll talk to you about that. What I discovered about why a woman who would refuse vaccines for her own child would allow herself to be vaccinated while she's pregnant. And oh, I'll just give you the short answer. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the answer to that is these women reported to me because I followed up and called these women. I spoke to hundreds and hundreds and hundreds of people. Um, They told me that after they produced a medically fragile child was the first time they ever suspected vaccines. And then they said, no, Mm. that's enough damage. You're not putting one in my baby. That's the, that's the consistently the story I got from these women. 
Okay. And I was curious, like, why would you, if you don't trust vaccines, why would you get yourself injected while you've got a baby in the womb, you know? Mm -hmm. Um, So anyway, um, same thing with the adults here and same thing with our odds values. We've, we've laid them out over on the right side of the screen here with just endless zeros um, that are easy for people to understand because these are odds values. So, you know, if, if you want to put this in perspective, um, the odds are better that you and everyone you've ever known your whole life would win the super lottery jackpot tomorrow all at the same time then that vaccines are not the cause of this difference in health outcomes. And this is what you call evidence. Um, and it is admissible in court. And that's all I cared about. I already know that the, the response from the whole pro-vax pharma community to all of this research is going to be, well, she's not a doctor. Well, who cares? I didn't diagnose these people. I'm not claiming to be a doctor, but I can do basic math. The majority of this math, you can, you should have learned by the time you were in fifth grade. And I've got the hard copy original documents to back the surveys up. So, so admissible evidence. That's all I cared about. What's the finger on my graph there? Okay. So um, same thing across the board, multiple conditions, but there were, so 12% of Americans that have been exposed to vaccines are suffering at least five chronic conditions. And yet, if you've had zero exposure to um, vaccines, you have zero risk of having that many health problems. Wow. So, and it just keeps going down. So, if we'll keep moving this along and just to kind of get the point across with what these graphs are blatantly telling us. And anyone that wants to see all the details behind it, the control group. Dot org. Um, if you want to see the legal activities we're engaged in, we filed in December. We have our first hearing coming up on George Washington's birthday uh, on February 22nd. And that is where we're asking for an injunction to protect all Americans from any form of discrimination that is based upon vaccination status. Um, so, yeah, let's move up to the next um Graph here. Uh, this was really, really dramatic for me. I was frankly shocked when I saw these numbers mm-hmm. because I still had not looked at the most recent research, or I should say, admission of research that's been around for over thirty years that they've been hiding. Um, the fact is, heart disease and it, it is a immune disorder, and that was the only that's the only thing that really explains this disparity. I mean, because vaccines, again, they are engineered to, and they do, permanently alter the human immune system. And, uh, oh, and by the way, it, the uh, vaccine adjuvants that alter the human immune system, all of our top scientists openly admit that they do not understand the exact mechanisms by which they alter the immune system. So they just trigger it and make it go batshit crazy. You know, I, I'm, I'm guessing you could inject almost any foreign thing into your bloodstream directly and uh, your immune system would react. Uh, so they're saying that's always a good thing, though, right. because that, you know, they they anyway. So vaccines, uh, the 48 percent heart disease in adults over the age of 18 
that's 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 wow. Okay, so if I agree to go along with these vaccine programs, I know that I am certain to be raising my previously zero or close to zero risk of heart disease up to 48%. I want to emphasize one thing in what you're saying here. When people hear about heart disease, the ones that pay attention, almost all the time what they've heard is how many die from heart disease. Mm -hmm. This is not that. This is about how many living adults are diagnosed well, but, but with you've heart got to disease. understand they now have a comorbidity i i know but i'm saying this is a good thing yeah this is what, it's good to look at it this way because yeah. people in this group with this comorbidity are going to have a shorter life than the people that are not exposed which what that tells you is that 48 percent of vaccine exposed people are going to have a shorter life due to heart disease Right, but it and multiple other quality. conditions that they're getting. Yeah, and it impacts their quality of life now. Yeah, it it's, makes it's it not just for a death. some people. It makes death look merciful because it's very yeah. very painful. A lot of these conditions are a fate worse. So, so what I'm saying is we don't hear very much about the people walking around with active heart disease. We just hear. No, about you just hear about how many deaths there are, which is like a half a million or more. Yeah, but that just saying. keeps going up because. We're catching up now with all these people they've injected. And you're not so, just showing a slight increase for vaccinated. You're showing zero yep. for people that have no vaccines. That's like shocking. Yeah. It should be. So in a, in a nation, if vaccines are not causing this, uh, then we should have had, based on the number of adults that we surveyed, we should have had a certain number show up if vaccines are not causing it. And we had none. And so this is, this is where these p-values come from. Because we had a zero here, we couldn't come up with a appropriate p-value for some of these where there wasn't even one or it, it, it was just like, hey, if you're so dumb, you can't figure out what this means. Nothing, I, nothing else I can tell you is going to help. One more important right. number in this to make it meaningful. See, this graph... See, this with, with a zero over there, it's just infinite. So no, I, I, I understand that. But what I'm saying is population size of unvaccinated is also... Oh, well, that's all in the, in the reports. And so our sampling rate, which is extremely robust when you compare it uh, against the types of surveys that are done that set public health policy that are used by all our agencies, mm -hmm. our sampling rate is exponentially higher. Um, I had expected us to need a lot more surveys than we actually ended up getting um, until we calculated out and figured out exactly what our population of interest was. Then it was like, oh, this is like way bigger sampling rate than what our health authorities rely upon in their studies. So when you have a high sampling rate for your population of interest, so they're doing, you know, 300 million people is their population of interest. Yeah. When they do a nationwide study. Right. Our population of interest for the control group is 0.26%. 
of yeah. the American population. I was going to say about a quarter of 1% of the population. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So anyone that's interested in all the details and the statistical analysis and the causal analysis and how that stacks up against other branches of science in uh, the world, uh, please go to the controlgroup.org. The best one, quick read on that, is a, a, a summary and guide to the graphs. Um, the 83-page report, uh, which is titled The Full Report, is going to give you uh, all the details on the subsets, which are shocking. So, in other words, even after we completely completely remove post-birth vaccines as a potential cause of uh, health problems, you look at what's happening to the subset that has, for instance, a 100% rate of exposure to pregnancy vaccines, Horrifying, horrifying. Um, right now, 50% of all pregnancies in the United States are vaccinated. 50%. Now, um, the uh, national average of birth defects in the United States is a little over 3%. What we did in this study is we took all of those that had been exposed, reported were exposed to pregnancy vaccines. And we counted up their birth defect rate. So a group with a 100% rate of exposure to maternal vaccines, twice the national average, over 6% birth defect rate for babies that are born to mothers who get vaccinated while they're pregnant with them. Makes perfect sense. We're living in a nation where 50% of the pregnancies are vaccinated and the national average birth defect rate in the United States now is a little over 3%. So if you want to raise your baby's risk of birth defects to well over 6%, go ahead and get vaccinated while you're pregnant. Great move. Um, so next uh, graph here. I'm sorry. I'm so just like angry about the horror. That's So here again, diabetes. Now, again, this is a conservative rate. Uh, there are uh, estimates now based on some of the the more reliable studies out there that are showing that the vast majority of people who already have diabetes have not been uh, diagnosed yet. So, and what is broadly well understood now is diabetes is a condition where your immune system is attacking your, um, your insulin cells, literally just attacking them when they're out there trying to do their job and also attacking your uh, pancreas that produces them. Uh, we had zero diabetes in any age um, and in, in, in our unvaccinated. So um, now what we base these p-values on, though, was only the adults. Uh, so because it was like we wouldn't have, if we had included the kids, too, it would have just like been zeros all the way down. We couldn't even fit it. it it's like you go to this infinite level um, when you get up over 10% and when you drop at 0%. Um, so it's it's all laid out in the reports so that it's easier to understand than I can really take the time to explain. It took me about three months uh, of, of studying statistical statistics, watching uh, lectures from MIT and, and Harvard and Stanford and studying this so that I understood what to do with this data and how to make sense of it. Um, and, and, and this was, this, these graphs are actually, uh, through 
the help of legal team who put together a good graphic artist to take this work and make it so that it would make sense to the average person just looking at it. So, so if you avoid vaccines, here's your risk of diabetes. Now, it's not, again, we're not saying it's absolutely zero risk of diabetes. What we're saying is that's what turned up in our survey. And based on these numbers, and if you go look at the full reports, you'll see that if you're unvaccinated, your risk of diabetes is well below 1%, actually well below uh, 0.01%. And, and that's just proven out with the numbers. They all make sense. All the equations are disclosed in there. Um, a, a standard scientific calculator plus basic math, and anyone can replicate this and make perfect sense of it. We also have even the redacted uh, raw data published there as well for people that are into that kind of thing and want to do all this accounting themselves to, to double check it. Um, so let's move on to the next graph and start flowing through this a little faster, I think. Uh, so digestive orders there, same thing. Um, and again, within the group of uh, who were exposed to the K-shot and or maternal vaccines, um, within that group, the digestive disorders was um, only about 1%. But if you look below that at the people that had no exposure to any of it, no vaccines, no pregnancy vaccines, and no K-shot, you're sporting about a 0.12% risk of digestive disorders in a country where the vaccine-exposed people have a greater than 18% risk of having a digestive disorder. And, you know, you we may think, well, that's not a big deal. Everyone gets heartburn. No, 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 no. We're talking about chronic digestive disorders, Crohn's disease, all of these immune-based problems where someone, you know, eats the wrong thing and now they're vomiting and, and uncontrollable other problems in the bathroom and life-altering misery, okay, agony because their digestive system doesn't work right. So I, I'm just so mad about this. I, I, I think about the people that are suffering. Yeah. And, um, okay, next graph. Uh, so eczema, same thing. Now, eczema, you know, it's a skin condition, and people go, oh, you know, it's just a little scratch. No, this is a nightmare for people. Having eczema means that your immune system is attacking your skin. Pretty important organ. Um, and some people, okay, so for children, it's it, it's higher than it is in the in, in in the adults, which you would expect it to be the reverse, right? Like kids are resilient. No, it's 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 higher in the children because they're getting more vaccine exposure. And it's pretty obvious to me, at least, and also statistically, numerically, it's proven out. Um, and and here again, uh, if 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 you're not exposed to the um, the vitamin K shot, which again has the aluminum that triggers your immune system, your risk from all other potential causes of having eczema uh, is 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 under one percent, well under one percent. So that's from all other causes, exposure to pesticides and formaldehydes in your carpet and all the other crap we're constantly exposed to, cell tower radiation, whatever all it is that we know is nasty out there. There is nothing like just injecting it directly into your body in terms of potential to destroy your health. 
so I guess we can go on to the next uh, graph. I think that one's pretty clear. Uh, asthma, same thing. You know, um, I can trace back to my own childhood where the parents were not given, they were not allowed to uh, be given advance notice when they were uh, go- showing up at my grammar school with the government bus with the vaccines. And they ran around injecting all the kids and giving us lollipops. And um, uh, that the horror that happened that that blew through my whole neighborhood and 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 through parts of my family that were exposed. Um, everybody seemed to all of a sudden start getting things like eczema and asthma and tonsillitis and sinusitis and just just all these horrific things that were making everyone's lives miserable. And and particularly for the teenagers that were going into like junior high and high school and they're all covered with weird crappy rashes and I, I just okay next graph it's it's the same thing on every one of them every single one of these it's the same thing um, so food allergies um, same same thing you want to have a nasty ass food allergy go get yourself vaccinated uh, next next graph. Uh, uh, developmental disabilities, same, 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 same thing. Uh, you know, you want to have uh, problems learning and have mental, you know, brain inflammation. You want to have brain damage. Go get vaccinated and get your cytokine storm and your inflamed brain tissue. Um, next, next uh, graph. I'm, I'm sorry. I'm just like I'm so. Uh, here's now. Here's the birth defect. It's actually a little over three percent. Now, the assumption that a vaccine could cause a birth defect after you're born uh, would be kind of ridiculous, right? Because you're, you're, you're getting the vaccine after you're born, right? So how could that cause a birth defect? Well, um, the, the fact is the vast majority of birth defects that showed up in this unvaccinated study were all in the ones that were exposed to the maternal vaccine. Mm-hmm. Only a few of them turned up in, in, in the children and adults that were not exposed to maternal vaccines. So, um, and, and, and there again, there were some health uh, problems that were reported uh, as birth defects in children who got exposed to the, the, uh, the uh, vitamin K shot at birth. So, the kid appeared normal to the parents. This is what was reported to me. So the kid appeared normal at birth, got the, the uh, case shot, and now they sent him home with uh, psoriasis and um, other problems. And the medical community told the parents, this is genetic. It's a birth defect. Mm, okay. It just didn't expose itself the minute the baby came out. Of course, two minutes later, they injected him. Mm-hmm. So, Okay. Um, okay, next next graph. Um, epilepsy, uh, same 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 thing. The only epilepsy case we had in this study was a baby who was exposed to the uh, vitamin K shot, and I believe it was both the vitamin K shot and the maternal vaccine during the pregnancy. Um, next graph, we'll look at some other things. I think we're getting close to the end here. I think. The point's been been made. So here again, autism spectrum disorder. 
Um, now, this, again, anyone that's familiar with what's going on in the autism world would know that 2.5% is extremely conservative and n- not really showing the true rate of autism that uh, prevalence in the United States today. However, this is the one we knew. We can take the, the sourcing on this number, and it will be accepted with judicial notice as a, a confirmed fact of the case going in that's irrefutable. Um, now, over here, the 0.21%, 100% of that was in the group with exposure to the vitamin K shot and or the pregnancy vaccine. Of the unvaccinated post-birth who also had no exposure to the K-shot and no exposure to maternal vaccines, there was zero autism in a very, very large group. We should have had, if vaccines are not causing autism, we should have had dozens of Mm -hmm. autism cases in a group of children this large. So if you want all the details on that, just go to the website, thecontrolgroup.org. Also, if you want to look at the legal activity that we're engaged in now to protect everybody from discrimination that's based upon vaccination status, you can see all the legal filings at informedconsentdefense.org. So informedconsentdefense.org. So let's go to the next uh, graph here. Boy, I'm sorry. I just, I can't help it. I'm too emotional. I wear my heart on my sleeve and I see this stuff again. And, you know, as I was compiling all of this, I used to just have nightmares. I would just like, because I'm looking at the implications for our country. We also did a national security report that's part of our legal filing that, that, that meets out the trajectories of increasing, mm. uh, not only increasing vaccine exposures, but increasing illnesses in the United States population. We are being decimated right now. We're not going to have a country soon if we don't stop this. We don't reverse this trajectory. We've got maybe five years left if we don't stop this and reverse it and start healing our our people. Um, so there again, ADHD, same thing. If you want to have a diagnosis of ADHD, go go get vaccinated. If you don't want that kind of risk, uh, maybe think twice about so okay uh, next next graph uh, learning disabilities now we have the other one which was developmental disabilities we've we've uh, uh, subset these out uh, and and they're so these are two separate categories the developmental disabilities were more about health problems that interfered with your ability to learn uh, this one is just where there's an unidentified maybe health problem behind it, uh, but it's undiagnosed and you're just a kid who can't think while you're at school. You can't learn. And uh, so that standing alone is at well over 8% in America today. But for those that are completely unexposed down in the blue area, uh, it's 0.32% risk of having a problem learning. Uh, I guess we'll go to the next graph. Um, And uh, I don't know if anyone noticed this little quote down here, but it's from uh, Donald Trump. Uh, The cure cannot be worse than the problem itself. Well, yeah, um, I've never thought of vaccines as a cure for anything, but uh, I just thought that's a, you know, nice little quote from our 
president who I guess they're going to say that was a racist thing for him to say. I I don't know. Um, So speech disorders uh, there again, we only had speech disorders. So it's well over 5% in the United States today where kids literally just can't communicate properly. And um, uh, a lot of them now are, it's they're moving into the adult population that cannot communicate effectively people can't understand what they're saying or their or their speech is so screwed up that they're afraid to speak. They're embarrassed because it's so difficult. Um, so there again, zero percent. If you're in the blue where you didn't get a vaccine and you also didn't get a case shot and your mother was not exposed to vaccines during her pregnancy with you, we had zero speech disorders. Again, just like the diabetes, that doesn't mean there's nobody out there unvaccinated that doesn't have that, that, you know, does has no speech disorder. What we're saying is the risk must be well below one percent if you've never been exposed. Otherwise, there's no way we could have had this many people. Um. Oh, it's hard for me to even do interviews. I get it. Okay, let's keep scrolling through this. How many more do we have here? Uh, ear fluid, that was another big one. Um, 90% of kids now have ear fluid. Um, ear fluid is one of the first, thing that ha- first things that happens to the human body when your immune system's been attacked. It's trying to protect by flooding out pro- overproducing fluid and mucus. It's trying to save your sensory perception area. It's trying to save your ears from destruction and infection. It's trying to save your eyes from attack. It's, it's trying to save your, your vitals up here. And, and so a, a reaction to a severe immune system injury is overproduction of ear fluid. That's one of the side effects. And 90% of our kids have this problem appear in America today. If there's no exposure to vaccines, that risk drops down to 0.10%. If there's no exposure to the vitamin K shot or the maternal vaccine, we couldn't find a single kid out of, you know, out of the entire survey across 48 states that, that had ear fluid problems ever. Like we were asking for historical. Had they ever had it even temporarily? And, you know, no, no problems. So um, same thing. Uh, pretty dramatic there, 90, 90%. So, uh, so on to the next one. Um, uh, sinusitis, chronic sinusitis, where you're spending your whole life with pain, sinus pain and sinus infections and sinus problems. And, and, uh, it's, it's, it's actually on, on the most reliable numbers that are kind of stale that we know we can get judicial notice on. It, it's approaching 15%. There are other numbers out there that are, that are looking like 20%. And, um, in the, uh, in the, in the unvaccinated, 0.07%. In the unvaccinated who did not get exposed to the vitamin K shot, or maternal vaccines, we couldn't find a single one that had this problem. Not not one. So kind of obvious what's causing it. Um, next graph, uh, 
strabismus is uh, where the eye muscle is uh, malfunctioning. And uh, they send babies home with telling the parents, your baby was born this way, right after they inject them with the vitamin K shot, which also has a bunch of other really dangerous stuff in it besides aluminum. Um, And uh, it's now it's, the more recent figures that I'm seeing is that it's actually closer to 3% in the vaccine exposed uh, population. The only one that we had in our survey that had this condition were exposed to the vitamin K shot uh, and or the pregnancy vaccine in the blue over here. There again, if, if, if you're unvaccinated and you didn't have any exposure to the vitamin K shot or the pregnancy vaccine, we have a risk value of zero. Um, And the only way to explain that is that vaccines are causing it. Um, And the vitamin K shot can cause it as well. Um, So next graph uh, would be SIDS. And um, this is an interesting one because SIDS is not actually a cause of death. Um, It's, it's, it's a uh, throwaway term for, yeah, this baby was just vaccinated and it died, and we don't really want a diagnosis. So we're going to say it was a mystery. So sudden infant death syndrome, and they don't know what causes sudden infant death syndrome. Um, it's it's uh, We didn't have any in the uh, unvaccinated. So and, and that includes the ones that were exposed to uh, the vitamin K shot. Uh, n- none of them just up and died uh, from, from that. So even though they may have ended up with other problems. So it, it's very much looking like uh, the vaccines um, probably worse if, if it's a vaccine plus the K shot. Um, so uh, again, this is a conservative number and of all infant deaths, it's, it's actually much higher but an interesting thing happens when they stratify out all the different so-called causes of death. They also say that um, a, a, a common cause of death for newborn infants is uh, lung infections. Like they just came out of a sterile environment and hours later they can't breathe uh, after hours after they're vaccinated. Suddenly they they can't breathe. And so they have other the actual all cause infant mortality in the United States is is extremely high. It's higher than any other industrialized nation in the world. Um, So this zero point four percent of our babies dying from this this one throwaway term is 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 only showing a small part of the picture. But it was something we could grab onto and compare against the entirely unvaccinated. So um, I guess that's pretty clear too. Let's keep moving the graph. And um, so cancer, and we found the same thing. Um, uh, and if, if you want to do a little research yourself to, uh, to understand this cancer disparity, um, f- first thing you need to know is that most of the vaccines uh, in use today uh, contain human cancer tumor cells. That's how they grow the viruses, and they don't have a way after they grow the viruses to separate them from the cancer medium that they were grown in. 
So this would uh, tend to explain why entirely unvaccinated people have uh, what, from what our numbers show, very, very close to zero percent risk of any form of cancer. Um, in addition to that, uh, the destruction of the human immune system is broadly now understood to lead to cancer. I mean, we got the Carposi, Sarcosa, whatever that sarcoma that happens to people with AIDS. And so, okay, their immune system gets screwed up, destroyed, whatever, and then they get all these cancers. So, um, yeah, having a dysfunctional immune system in addition to having human cancer tumor cells directly injected into your body so that it can go systemic or look for a, a place that's vulnerable to set up shop. Um, yeah, that would, that would, that's what's happening. They're, they're slaughtering us with the, with the vaccines. Um, so on to the next graph. Uh, arthritis, uh, same thing. I, Feel, based on the research that I just did, I feel very confident that I would not now uh, have to be really careful with my health and what I eat in order to avoid uh, arthritis acting up had I never been exposed to any of this crap. Um, and I'm, I, you know, I'm mad about it, but I feel like really I'm one of the lucky ones because I don't know that I have a heart disease. I might. I mean, you know, I might end up with diabetes before this is over because I have been exposed and, and uh I think, you know, obviously it's it's an unavoidably unsafe product. According to uh, the restatement of torts, according to uh, American law, vaccines are formally classified as unavoidably unsafe. That's that all vaccines are unavoidably unsafe. And yet it is legal to market them in the United States using the slogan safe. So. As long as the government agrees with that fraud, then, okay, they can just lie. And anyway, so arthritis, uh, we had no, no, no. And now this was just for the adults. But the fact is there's a lot of arthritis in children now. Um, the fastest growing group of uh, age group in the United States of, that have arthritis is young adults. They're soon going to be have more of them with arthritis than old, old people. So, uh, yeah, if you want uh, a uh, uh, close to 17 percent risk of arthritis, even before you're old, go get your shots. Yeah. Great plan. So, all I'm right. A, so how was that for an angry girl? That was wonderful. Um, just a couple of quick questions. Mm-hmm. Um I know people can get the exact numbers in the, in the uh, in the study that's on the site, but can you give a, a rough guess of what the unvaccinated sample size was that you do? Oh well, it, I mean we've subset out everything by age group. Okay. So in in the uh, adults over the age of eighteen, our sample rate is about a half a percent. Now to get some perspective on that, you need to understand that our nationwide surveys, health surveys, mm-hmm. upon which our public health policies are based, and and where they say they've got a 99% accuracy rating and all this, yeah, those sampling rates are generally well below 0.00 something. 
Like, for instance, the NIH uh, commissioned study on the kids between the age of 3 and 17. For the mm-hmm. state of California, their sampling rate was uh, 0.0008. Our sampling rate in the state of California for unvaccinated, for our population of interest, right. was well over a half a percent for the state of California. I think it was like right at... Yeah, I think it was like right at a half a percent. Now, when you look at that across 48 states Uh and then you run the um, standard deviation calculations, you realize that we actually achieved randomization. In other words, we employed the, 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 the methods of reaching, achieving random sample that seemed most logically capable of producing a random sample across the country. Mm-hmm. Those were then you take the data and you cross reference it and you look for standard deviations and then you can figure out whether or not you actually did get a random sample. Right. But I'm, I'm asking a specific, slightly different question, which is obviously you've got enough to get the percentages that you needed. But yeah. about how many unvaccinated people did you survey? A little over 1,500. 1,500, okay, that, yeah. that was what I was wondering. So if you work that into the 830,000 uh, yeah. Americans that are still entirely unvaccinated. Right. The, and and it's, it's hard. So if you go look at the full report, you'll see what our sampling rate is for the whole country, the entire. Uh-huh. And then you'll see what it is by state, like for New York, for okay. California. And, um, and then you'll see. You just got to look at the report and then you'll see exactly what all the logic is and how it makes sense mathematically. One confirming data point, just interesting, is that with one of those graphs, which was dealing with, um, what was the category that autism was in? What did you call it? Uh, ADS, autism. Yeah. Um, The Eisenstein practice, who I talked to that doctor before he died, and that was in the Chicago area. They had a big practice with a group of doctors, and they had about 40,000 kids and they, that were not vaccinated at all. 40,000 that were entirely unvaccinated? That's what he told me. Yeah. I mean, I can't prove I've it. I've never heard of anything like that. Yeah, that's what he told I, me. I've heard of the 40,000, but it's like only a few of those are entirely unvaccinated. Yeah, he told me that's And then you get stuck in this other paradigm where it's not randomized, it's regional it's not nationwide. Well, I know. Just This is just anecdotal and interesting that out of whatever that population was, the amount of autism to see if it was reduced was zero. Yeah, yeah. Well, they went, the same with the Amish study that they've censored yeah. um, and tried to discredit where, you know, I think it was out of 2,700 um, Amish kids that were entirely unvaccinated, um, they had no autism. However, within the Amish uh, community, they mm-hmm. did have two cases of autism total. They just were in kids that had been adopted. Oh, that's and that's why they were had to get vaccinated before they could adopt them. Yeah, and, that's a requirement, right? Yeah. Interesting. We got to damage them before you can have them in your community. Well, yeah, it's diverse and fair, you know. So. It's diverse, Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah, that's more equality. So if you, now that you've got this data that shows mm-hmm. the obvious difference in every category, yeah. It, when you're doing a lawsuit, which is what your main project is, I think, uh-huh. right? You have to have somebody to sue. So who are you suing? The Office of the Executive Branch of the United States of America. 
So that would cover all the states, basically. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And what you're ask, what exactly are you asking for? An injunction uh, uh, prohibiting all forms of discrimination that are based upon vaccination status, making it a prohibited activity, making people who choose not to serve as subjects in in medical experiments, Mm -hmm. uh, making them a protected class within the United States. Now, we don't want to stop people who prefer to be medically experimented on. Sure. Uh, I, I wish they'd knock it off, but, you know, if that's their choice, we're not trying to make it illegal for those people to volunteer yeah. to serve as an ex- experimental m- medical subject. We just don't uh, want people who don't want to do that to be discriminated against for their choice. So it would be like race. Yeah, we, we're creating a new protected class. Okay, and that applies to private... To this nation. It's also a national security emergency. Yeah, um, yeah. We have to... We have to protect the controls that exist, and the only practical way to do that is to to immediately get enjoin anybody, whether private business, uh, 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 or or government, or it doesn't matter which, from discriminating against people based on their vaccination status. Because if that continues, we're going to lose the last of our scientific evidence. The yeah. only evidence that can actually tell us the truth, because here's the thing. We're putting our thing up here. Our numbers are reliable. This is real evidence. Um, but we're also part of the relief we're asking for in our underlying lawsuit is a much uh, broader scale study than what we've conducted. Mm-hmm. We're asking we're demanding that that our our country cannot be saved without further confirmation and clarification. In other words, we we're we're proposing a study where um, the the people this this came about while I was doing this study. How valuable it would be to actually have uh, a group with a one hundred percent rate of reported previous exposure or infection with things like measles, chickenpox, et cetera, and look at their health outcomes as compared to people who claim to have avoided those things through vaccination. That, yeah. We're already seeing your survival rate shoots through the roof as opposed to vaccinated people if you avoid vaccines. Your, your survival rate is better. So in other words, if you get wild measles, you're much better off than if you somehow stop the body from doing that. Yeah. Now, I, I know that there are studies in existence today where they talk about uh, a correlation between having had measles naturally uh-huh. and a lower rate of cancer or heart disease or other problems. Right. But based on the research I've done, it, the easier answer here, the more obvious one, Occam's razor, mm-hmm. is that the fact that they were diagnosed with or caught chickenpox or measles or whatever is probably due to the fact they weren't vaccinated because we all know that when a vaccinated person presents with measles, they refuse to diagnose it as such. It's also usually much worse. So, So maybe the real protective factor for that person who was diagnosed as having had measles you know, was, was, had nothing to do with the fact that they went through measles. Maybe it's just because they avoided vaccines. And according mm-hmm. to this research, it's pretty clear that's the more likely answer. Okay. And regardless, you're asking for this injunction to become permanent, right? Yes. 
Now, when you're asking for a preliminary injunction, you're asking for a, a, a you want it soon. It's an emergency. You want right, it now. Right, right. And um, what, interestingly, we now are in a position where the medical community is is first in line being targeted for these mandated uh, experimental COVID vaccines, which everyone's pretty much mortified of, not only just out of fear of getting that shot, which is pretty substantial within the medical community, but it is also due to this fear of creating a dystopian world where you, where you need to have this COVID passport certificate mm-hmm. yeah. vaccination in order to shop or get on a, an airplane or go to school or work even. And so I think, um, and, and, and right now we're already seeing the policies, uh, in the hospitals where they're saying, well, the medical, uh, workers, you're going to get fired if you don't get the shot. You're not going to have a career. It's happening already. And, um, so beautifully, as horrifying as that is, that this train is coming at us right now, all of us, Mm -hmm. uh, because they're pointing it directly at the medical community first. Mm hmm. We're now positioned to have much more public support for all of the underlying relief that we, we're asking for than ever before in, in vaccine history. Right. I mean, our chances of getting this relief a year ago were not nearly as good as what they are now because of this COVID scam. Right. And, and what stage is it at now? Uh, our first injunction hearing is coming up on February 22nd. Okay. And we got a judge who was one of the entire roster there. I think they're at about a dozen at that district court. Um, the entire roster was Obama appointments and Clinton appointments and really scary ones, like really scary ones. We're talking like that, that judge that went after Flynn, you know, like, mm-hmm. ooh, mm-hmm. cuckoo. Uh, right. But it, we ended up with the only judge on that in that district uh, court that is uh, appears from what I can see to be constitutional. He was wow. born in 1938. Uh, he's a Bush appointment. And of course, you know, our attitudes about Bush have really been adjusted over the past 20 years. Right. Yeah. Uh, so it, like the fact that he was appointed by Bush doesn't exactly encourage me. However, I know that Bush had to at least give the appearance of constitutional appointments. Right. The biggest fake out of all was Roberts on the Supreme Court. But all these other lower level ones, everything I'm seeing is all the left who wants, you know, communism and carbon tax and all of this. They hate this guy. They've been trying to get him off the bench forever. They That's keep great. filing complaints against him and he won't let go. He's hanging on, you know, and I'm, I'm, I'm very encouraged that maybe, just maybe, he's looking at this case, the first one he's ever had, uh-huh. on his desk with the president of the United States, the executive as the defendant. And he may actually be paying damn attention to this and going, you know what? I'm going to sign it. I'm going to yeah. give him that injunction. That would be I incredible. mean, either way it's going to get appealed. And, and, yeah. and ultimately if, mm-hmm. if we could have an honest Supreme court, it'd be nice to see it go up there, yeah, but yeah. I'm mortified of having it go up there with, with what's sitting up there. I mean, a bunch of dirty dogs. Yeah. Even the ones that Trump appointed look like traitors, yes, like outright are. traitors. They've all, they all collectively agree on the Supreme court that the, the American citizen no longer has the right to vote. Yeah. That's ultimately the statement they just made. 
Right, and they don't want to know anything about any problems with it. The statement that they made was, "Yeah, we're yeah. going to let the Chicoms decide our elections." Right, you know, and 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 worse than that, and my my stomach's just been in knots because worse than that is our POTUS appears at this moment to be surrendering full control over our military directly to the Chinese communist government. Yeah. I mean, everybody knows that's who Biden works for. That's who Kamala works for. And not just the Chinese communist government, but the, the cabal, the right. global, you know, but, but for practical means it's the Chicom government because they have always been the planned engine that would overtake right. the United States. Yeah. It's like the tool that's being used. Yeah. So, so Trump is giving the appearance at this moment yeah. That he's handing control of our military directly to the Chicoms, and we and are like, recording okay, this. well, but but you guys rioted at the Capitol, and so <laughs> it's your We're fault. Re- All my supporters piss on you. It's your fault. I'm going to betray the country. Yeah, it's just to be clear. He's blaming his supporters. We are recording this one week before January twentieth. Oh, so. it, just the whole thing is so, it's such a horror show. I mean, here, look, okay, America, you no longer have a vote. We wanted to make sure you knew that. And we're not going to do anything to help you with that. Because before you can even fight it in the corrupt courts, we're going to hand control of the military over to the Chicons. Oh, okay, so let's say we don't have a vote. We don't have a a, a judicial branch to turn to. Um, Oh, and the First Amendment's now officially dead. Yeah. And, uh, okay, so what exactly is the peaceful remedy, you know? Mm-hmm. Like, where, 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 that's gone now. Well, and, the, and here's our POTUS saying, stay peaceful. Yeah, and, well, I mean, they're saying. I mean, the fact is, it's not going to do any good running around the street shooting it randomly. I mean, you know, that's but that's I'm that. telling you, when they come to our door with their injections or to take the guns or both or whatever, right. there's going to be, the, 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 there's going to be bloodshed. There, there's going to be bloodshed. Yeah, well, they're trying to make that a lot safer for everybody by disarming everybody that's honest. Oh, that's right. You've got to take the guns away from all the people who tell the truth. Right, because they could go crazy at any moment. Everybody, They knows. might continue telling the truth, and then... Yeah, once they're disarmed, they'll be safe and effective. have that. Yeah. Yeah. So if people want to support what you're doing, I'm assuming you still need that in various forms. Yeah, the controlgroup.org, but I'd really rather send people directly to where the lawsuit is because we've got a stunning team. Um, Our our main guy, Greg Glazer, he's lead counsel. He Mm. has got a heart the size of Mount Everest. And now I've come to find out that his assistant that he's chosen second down in the Cheer here, um, Ray Flores uh-huh. is, is equally just huge heart, um, and 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 that's really the biggest thing you need to have behind this. Yeah, um, and and that's what these guys have. They get it. They know right. what's at stake here. They know we have nothing if if we don't win this. Right, and and they're also examples of what ethical attorneys can actually be and do. Right. Yeah, they're not doing this for the money. <laughs> yeah. They're not doing this for the money. None of us are. 
this has been a full-time job unpaid for this whole team and it's a lot bigger than what i'm talking about right now the people that have contributed here um the experts that have given their their review of this research and and qualified it and said yep that's right. valid well, and you, uh, they're willing ever- to come into court even though they know their career in pharma and that whole world is now gone right. because they're for the first time, some of them like just telling it. If so and ever, they're, they're putting it all on the line. Everybody here is. If it's ever useful to bring them on and introduce them to the audience, you're welcome to do that too. In case they feel. Uh, let me talk to a couple of them. I think they'd just rather wait until they're testifying in court where it's right. really going to count. Yeah. Um, because that's when the, Crap will hit the fan for them, yeah. and, and things will get very difficult for them. Is there um, we all an, see it coming. I mean, we're all, well, okay, it's coming to us all. We filed. Now we're going to go in and do our thing, and we're picking a really big fight. I mean, yeah. It, yeah. however much it may seem kind of penny-ante, oh, well, you're going to protect us from discrimination. No, <laughs> in so doing, we are inflicting a fatal wound on the enemy. Yeah, I'm not taking right. this lightly. I'm already on their radar, and so are a few other people here. And um, please go to informedconsentdefense.org uh, and see what we're doing there. Draw attention to it. Spread the word however you can. Okay. And also um, support. If, if you can donate something, please do. Every right. penny of it goes to legal fees, like not just to give people a living. I'm talking about actual filing costs. Court costs. Copy costs. Yeah. You know, yeah. even just the graphic artists or people that sure. put together our displays and right. um, printing costs. Uh, those have gotten huge. So, I mean, we've got an evidence package that's well over 50 pounds. If, if you stack the paper, it's boxes and boxes. Right, right. Everybody should support it. Definitely. Uh, this is some... Um, now, if by some strange miracle, Trump says, oh, it was all a game, I'm actually not leaving the White House, and the whole Q thing is true, and right. all you know, mass arrests, and all this stuff we've all been praying is true. <laughs> if, right. if that happens, uh, the plan here is uh-huh. that he wants to sign this order anyway. Yeah. As an executive order, without the court even telling him he has to. And now what we've put yeah. together is an evidence package that will justify him doing so. That's right. And I want to point out something else, too. You've got the data to absolutely prove the difference between health outcomes for vaccinated versus unvaccinated. Yeah, and but, it cannot but, be disparaged on the basis of being anecdotal or no. not a high enough sample rate. It's 48 but, states. But my point is, informed consent was confirmed at the Nuremberg trials and other places. And even if there were America no... America doesn't comply with that. No, I know, but the point... Um, pointing out here with informed consent is that even if there were no difference in health outcomes, it would be unethical to force anybody to have even a so-called confirmed medical treatment that they didn't have full informed consent for. Yeah. um, It all started with the uh, defense called therapeutic benefit. Okay. That uh, traditionally in the United States, a doctor might do something that was not standard of care that was unique or unusual out of desperation because they had a patient on their hands that was dying. Right. Okay. Or at least they thought they did or something. So this was in retroactive defense, Mm -hmm. the therapeutic privilege. And what the FDA did is adopt that as a preemptive defense. 
that's totally different application. I know, but that's what they did. Yeah, if you read yeah. all the regulations that you see that that's why these experimental vaccines continue to be pushed on us and even lied and told that it's safe. And most of the known side effects actually continue to be hidden. And right. the stuff they disclose in the inserts is bad enough, but most of it is actually hidden. And they don't have any numbers. It's not like they say, well, your risk of this condition occurring is this percent. Yeah. They never counted, so they don't know what the risk is. They just know that death and brain inflammation and all this horrific crap is an observed side effect. But they're still kind of going, but it's maybe it's just a dink that that person died right after we injected them. And even if it's not, it won't happen to you because it's yeah, one it's, it's Because one the risk million. is low. And it's, we know it's low because it's rare. Well, yeah. but you've never counted. Well, that's, that's to make sure it stays rare. Well, yeah, if you put a blindfold on, right. nine, over 99% of the time that people are being injected, yeah. And refuse to count the side effects like the VAERS. So we've got the Harvard Pilgrim study that proved that less than 1% of the immediate reactions to vaccines are ever reported. Right. And yet they take those numbers and they say, well, this proves that the side effects are rare. That's right. So they wear a blindfold. And, and, and so far it's been, well, uh, wearing a blindfold during the act mm-hmm. is evidence of innocence. That's absolutely true. And the other That's thing is that the, the long-term effects, bad effects, aren't even... Nobody's recognized. counted those. They've never they're, even pretended to count they're them. They're not even identified. Well, they've never even pretended to try to count them. Right, right. Now, the bears is set up as a laundering thing. They're going to pump out some fake numbers and tell us, oh, we're, we're, we're tracking the killer. We know he's a known killer, but we're watching him. We're surveilling him. It's yeah, a exactly. Surveillance system. Would oh, you think that uh, you're under surveillance if people you knew they were only watching you less than one percent of the time that you were running around injecting people? It's called post marketing surveillance. Mm, yeah, mm. yeah, it's very nice, very Sounds scientific. Really impressive. Yeah, very, very scientific. So that's what's unique about the control group is we actually did uh, something beyond uh, valuing numerically the uh, immediate reactions, which are mm. going to show up in our numbers as well as the long-term outcomes. Right. So we, we collected the long-term health outcomes and the disparity there, and we can prove it's vaccines that, you know, you want your risk to be down here. You know, you could have it down here, or you could go get vaccinated, and it's going to be your risk of that condition or any condition is going to be up here. What are, what these are, are the- comorbidities. That means you've shortened your life. Right. You're not going to live as long as people who didn't have that condition. They're slaughtering Americans. What are the attorneys estimating for a realistic time frame to get this hopefully approved? How many hearings and all that? Well, it's going to be a fight. I mean, we're running up to the enemy um, with what could be a corollary of a, a very, very sharp object. And we're shooting for the jugular. And we're hoping to do it so damn quick. I mean, I, there's not a way to say, you know, on this day, we'll have this order. Right. That's we just know that we're not leaving there without it. We will. This is to the depth because that's the only alternative if we don't get this. Right. What do we have if they have the power to force inject us? 
We don't have our lives. So this is worth dying for. I think we can keep staying in there and pushing paper and doing everything we can yeah. with our last breath. And a lot of people have, have only envisioned the uh, door-to-door scenario. And this is much more insidious because if you require... Be able to shop. They're, they're going to get... They're already drawing up plans that if you don't present your COVID certificate that you got injected, right. you can't even buy some shit online. Yeah, you can't even yeah, go to Amazon. Yeah. yeah. They're, they're not going to let you bank. You're, you're, you're not going to be able to have a job. You're, you're going to have to go live in a cave somewhere. And and it's going to have to be a cave where you can grow all your own food. Uh, yeah. You Most caves be are really able bad. To do that. And the thing is, if, if that's what you set up, they will outlaw that too. They're already doing it. The uh, FDA will come and shut down your little dairy farm because you're illegally drinking raw milk from your cow. Exactly. And that's for your own good. And so you have to it's move to in. to help you. You have so, to move in. No, there's thing. not going to be a place. If this nation falls to this, yeah. there's not going to be a place to run and hide. Yeah. So the not point is. this the country, not within it. This is like one of the most important legal proceedings that's ever happened. With this, that's what I mean by the ring of power. The, the ring of power, the spell of, of having people believe that this is kind of all okay somehow mm-hmm. to be injecting us. And f- for, for someone to wield that ring of power. And I was horrified when I saw that Trump was going to wield it rather mm-hmm. than throw it into Mount Doom and destroy it. Right. He wield it because he thought he could wield it for good. Yeah. You can't wield it. No man can have this power over another man. Right. No matter how well-intentioned or how they think they're going to use it for good, it, 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 it shouldn't exist. It cannot exist. The power and the power within this nation. I mean, what does the enemy have to take from us after they take that? Like, okay, so they can forcibly inject us. Do they really have to take our guns, our property, our right, right? What rights matter after that? Well, yeah, especially if you destroy the ability to think, which biologically you can do. Well, they're doing it. Yeah, the the, the IQ rate in the United States is just plummeting. Right. And we are a special target right now because yeah. the existence of the United States with an armed populace with any rights at all or even right. a pretense of them at this point, yeah, uh, is, is a threat to their global agenda, their depopulation agenda. And they're not going to get their way throughout the rest of the country until they stop us. Yeah, I don't know of anywhere else in the world that that applies to, actually. No, we're a special target. they got to wipe us out if they have any hope of doing the whole world the right. way they want to do it. Right, exactly. Because other, other countries could get ideas from seeing us. Oh, yeah. Yeah, we don't want people having ideas about no, 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 ideas are not safe yeah. and effective. Yeah. Okay, everybody. So sorry for the abrupt transition there between the end of our talk and and this little wrap up because Joy had to go suddenly because it's her husband's birthday and I did not know about that. I wasn't trying to ruin the birthday, uh, but I think this was really important that you hear about what Joy's project is and. She's obviously pretty strongly committed and passionate about it. And it's one of those things that deserves support all the way from support and prayer and good wishes and positive energy and, you know, good thoughts directed toward her and everybody involved in the attorneys, all of whom are risking their lives and, well, and um, 
livelihood and everything like that to money if you have money that is available to donate it's an incredible cause and as she said her two sites are thecontrolgroup.org org and informedconsentdefense.org and both worth uh, studying that's where those graphs come from that we showed all during the main transmission today and uh, about 1500 people that she i think single-handedly talked to and followed up with and sent out surveys to and collected all the data obviously did a lot of professional level statistical analysis and it's a well-named project the control group because if you understand how experimental setup goes the non-control group was the group that got the vaccines that cdc reports the um health outcomes for all the uh, numbers of people that get certain diseases and that was all available that's the experimental group the control group is the ones who didn't get any vaccines and according to what joy just said that's down to like a quarter of a percent of the u.s population they've almost wiped out the control group so this was done just in in time and uh the data from it is extremely valuable and like like joy said this legal um action is one of the most important that has ever happened because if it doesn't if something like this doesn't stop that discrimination by private corporations including monopolies against people based on their status of uh, health status of any kind but vaccination status in particular which is already moving into action now with the vaccine pass cards uh if that is not stopped their their plan is to basically starve out anybody that refuses and say oh don't worry it's there's no law and it's totally voluntary you just can't uh buy food use the bank get credit for anything travel anywhere talk to anybody you know and and the list goes on and they figure that'll be enough to ensure compliance without having to use physical force and that's a really dangerous plan needs to be stopped and Joyce group is one of the only ones it, it is the only one that I know of that's taking this particular national level approach which could be copied in different ways in other countries and all of them are watching what happens in America if they understand the uh, stakes right now because America is the one that has the it's still not disarmed which is really critical and the people who think that disarming the public makes it safer are showing signs of serious brain disorders already because it's clear logic that within a given society everything else being equal when you disarm the law abiding citizens they become easy prey for the armed criminals and for the corrupt uh, government agents on different levels so it's really extremely important that the US doesn't get the law abiding citizens disarmed and i'm saying legitimate law abiding because if you make a law that is suicidal to follow then according to the basic founding documents of the united states it's your duty not to follow things that are unconstitutional 
uh, because they aren't actually laws. And that, this is all explained in the founding documents, um, Declaration of Independence and the Federalist Papers and other documents like that. So it's very important to have the last major country in the world that is based on the idea of individual rights, not the rights of the collective, the individual rights, not to trespass on somebody else's rights. You have to respect those. You can't poison everybody's water supply or turn all the food into GMOs or spray geoengineering all over the sky. Those are not legitimate freedoms. But aside from those psychopathic criminal behaviors, all normal activities are protected by individual freedom for a population that respects each other and has some degree of uh, self-awareness and consciousness and respect for everybody else. That's what there's at least a memory of and a theory of in the foundation of America. And it's really important that that doesn't fall. So Joy's lawsuit is a part of that. She needs to have all possible support. So again, remember her two websites. Um, let me make sure I get them right. Informedconsentdefense.org and thecontrolgroup.org. And remember that in addition to these Sunday shows with inspiring individuals and organizations, which certainly applies to the work of joy and the people that are helping her and the attorneys and all that. We also have a show on Saturday afternoons, U.S. time, 4.30 Pacific, 7.30 Eastern, and that's um, called Lost Arts Radio Live. That's every week. And then a half hour after that show ends, we have a meeting of uh, Planetary Healing Club, and that's where we get deeper into these same issues and look at what we can all do as far as self-transformation by applying uh, the forbidden health knowledge that we're not supposed to be able to access. And I've been working on that for 55 years or so, and we share that information openly in a non-censored forum. You can apply it, um, no prescriptions or medical advice or anything, because we're not doing that. I'm not a medical doctor. I Even if I was, I wouldn't be doing that in the group. Um, but you can apply that, and then we go deeper for the people that are ready into areas of consciousness that are very powerful based on application of quantum physics principles and things like that. Any avenue along with the physical level work that Joy and others are doing that could turn humanity back from the cliff that we're being driven over now by our controllers. That doesn't still doesn't have to happen. And my personal opinion is it is not too late to avert the dark age that we're being driven into. And the power to, to change that is actually in your hands because of where you came from. And like Joy was saying at the end, um, we're not temporary beings. We have something incredible inside us because of how we were, you know, originated where we came from. And that's still operating. And it's what the controllers want to keep us oblivious of over everything else. Don't let them become self-aware because what's hidden there, the forgotten normal powers that we have as just ordinary beings based on who we really are, is far above what the dark forces have. And their only hope is to keep us completely unaware of who we really are. 
So we figure that's great guidance, right? If they say, don't do it under any circumstances and don't become aware of it, then our job is to become aware of it and do it. Because even the bad guys will benefit. If we do that, they have a chance to change too. So if you have any interest in that, uh, check out planetaryhealingclub.com. That's the access point. We need people from all over the world with us in that endeavor uh, soon while there's still a chance to uh, positively affect the future in this chapter of existence. And if you have questions, just, you know, whether it's worth your time or not, you're welcome to use the contact forms on lostartsradio.com or lostartsresearchinstitute.org or email me at richard at lostartsradio.com. I read all of those. Uh, anybody that's got show suggestions or uh, comments or questions or anything like that, feel free to communicate. We'd like to hear from you. And um, what else? I was going to tell you one other thing. Oh, yeah, this little detail. Besides the issue with disappearing off major platforms, uh, which can happen at any time, and you want to keep in touch with us at lostartsradio.com in case you're wondering where to find us, lostartsradio.com, and that will stay up. Uh, the longest, I think, and it'll show what platforms we can be accessed on and when. Uh, the other thing is if you have resources and you want to support us and keep us on air, we'd really appreciate it. Um, unfortunately, I haven't figured out how to do it with absolutely no money at all, but we don't do the commercials because if I recommend something, I want it to be because I think it's good and I think it would help you, not because we need to sell a million of whatever it is and get the money. We need the money, though. <laughs> so if you have it to to contribute and you want to help us, look for the donate buttons at lostartsradio.com or lostartsresearchinstitute.org or subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio. And that, any help you can give us if you don't have money, Good thoughts. Tell other people about the show. Share the links. Um, subscribe to us on Brighteon. That's free. And Brighteon.com is a really good one. So is BitChute, brand new tube, and we're appearing on more other non-censoring platforms trying to stay ahead of this. So thanks for your support and your time for uh, spending the time with us today. I really appreciate it. And what we want is for you to Learn all you can that's practical. Take care of yourself so that you'll have more to share with everybody else. And um, realize that the authorities that are trying to control us are great guides. I trust them 100% in the sense that whatever they tell you, almost always if you reverse it, it's good guidance and you can follow it. And you have to check it out in each case because... They may, of course, tell the truth by mistake about something, and you don't want to get confused by that. But it's safe to uh, keep learning, take good care of yourself, and uncover what we actually have to work with, which is a lot. And we still have a chance. It's not too late. So I really appreciate you. Consider you the key to the future. And um, look forward to seeing you here again next time. Talk to you soon. Introducing Lost Arts Radio on Subscribestar.com. 
Just go to subscribestar.com slash lostartsradio to find our rewards program, offering 10 different giving levels starting at just 5 bucks a month. We offer incredible value for any rewards level, from extra monthly interview videos not available publicly to subscription-based Planetary Healing Club videos once, twice, or three times a month, to private counseling sessions with Lost Arts Radio host Richard Sachs, to tech help with me, Doug Diamond. We even have one option where you can be the star on Lost Arts Radio as our guest on a specially produced show just for you. We conduct an interview with you and broadcast it to our growing network and listenership. Our subscribe star levels are one of a kind and offer great rewards for any budget. Please help support Lost Arts Radio. We can't do it without you. With increasing censorship on many of our channels, we really need your support today to keep doing what we're doing. As Richard says, we're not even at survival level yet. Lost Arts Radio has three weekly shows. Lost Arts Radio Live each Saturday night at 7.30 Eastern, 4.30 Pacific, which is a live stream currently on multiple platforms in case we get banned from some of the larger ones. Right now, we're on two YouTube channels, Facebook Live, Periscope, which is Twitter, Twitch, and DLive. You can access these broadcasts by going to www.lostartsradio.com live for all the links to those channels. The Planetary Healing Club meets right after Lost Arts Radio Live at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Saturday nights. And our Sunday show with guests airs at 9 p.m. Eastern, 6 p.m. Pacific on Sunday nights on our Blog Talk Radio channel, our YouTube channels, Facebook pages, and on Brideon. Be sure to sign up for our free email list just in case we do get banned on big tech's platforms. It's just a matter of time, really. They don't like the stuff we talk about, and they do not want the truth out there. In fact, they have already attacked us numerous times. Join our free email list so we can let you know where we are and how to access our shows. The sign-up button is right on the top right on most pages of our website. The best starting point for all things Lost Arts Radio is our main site, lostartsradio.com, where you can find the hottest news selection videos that we curate just for you. Those are on the homepage and added to daily, as well as articles and breaking news about information you really need to know. Our show archives, the 10 most recent shows, are right on our homepage, as well as our Blog Talk Radio page at blogtalkradio.com slash lostartsradio, or just click the All Things Radio Show tab right on our website. We're in the podcast directory on iTunes, and all of our shows except the banned ones are on our YouTube channels at Lost Arts Radio and at Diamond Disc. Our Brideon page is really taking off, and we often have editors' picks videos right on their homepage. Visit Brideon.com slash channel slash Lost Arts Radio. On our site, you can also access our free listener forum as well as sign up for the Planetary Healing Club, which is just $25 a month where you get private access to a one-on-one interaction with host Richard Sachs and myself and the other club members who participate live. More info can be found at planetaryhealingclub.com. We're providing solutions in there to make the world a better place. Come join us. 
Stay tuned because up next, you'll get to hear a really great song by an independent artist that we're doing our best to support. Go to lostartsradio.com slash music for the full list of all the great songs and bands that we spin on our audio-only podcast shows. If you're in a band and want to submit a song for consideration for airplay on Lost Arts Radio, visit my website at diamonddiscaudio.com for more information about the music placement, mastering, and mixing work that I do. Thanks again for listening to and supporting Lost Arts Radio. We love having you as part of our family to learn, experience, and grow with. Can really just open me wide.